Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. For most of us that are in client businesses, we're trying to make a very complex sale that has high value and generally, generally requires a lot of high trust because of the high value. And we need to make deeper connections and deeper relationships human to human. Uh, and so there are ways to do that. And the internet's a great vehicle for doing that. But you got to pick your spots. And that's one of the reasons that we use podcasting so much. Thought Leaders Business Lab is for you, the business owner, entrepreneur, the expert in your field who wants to be seen and heard as the influential thought leader in your industry. My name is Samantha Riley and I've been building and growing businesses for over 26 years and I've learned there are three key areas to your success, your mindset, your talents and the people you surround yourself with. Each week, I interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they've used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your host today, Samantha Riley, and joined here by Steve Gordon, who's a two-time entrepreneur and best-selling author of Unstoppable, Unstoppable Referrals. Already getting my tongue in a twist, Steve. So uh, his firm, The Unstoppable Agency, helps consultants and digital agencies land great clients by hosting their own podcast and using his proprietary podcast prospecting method. You made me say that early in the morning, Steve. That's nasty. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. I made you get up as well. So uh, It's great to have you on the show. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. So why don't you let us know before we jump in exactly what it is you do um, and the kinds of clients that you serve? Yeah, so we work with uh, with consultants, we work with digital agencies and other expertise-based businesses. So uh, those are, you know, service businesses that generally <clears throat> they get paid for the wisdom and knowledge between their ears for their expertise rather than for, you know, a service they may go out and, and uh, perform physically. And when you're in that kind of a business, it's it's a little bit of a challenge because usually you're the CEO of the business and you're also the sales department and the accounting department and the marketing department and the sales, you know, I think I said sales team, and, but you're also the product. And it's sometimes very difficult to go out and do the selling and do the marketing and do all of that. And then all of a sudden kind of run into the phone booth and put on your Superman suit and come out and save the day for the client. Um, a lot of the times, you know, the, the things that we do in sales or that we're taught to do in sales can really erode your authority and trust. And so we work with businesses who are in that situation where they're selling something that's probably pretty expensive and probably pretty complicated, hard for their clients to, to understand. And we help them get clear around how they 
communicate about it. And we, uh, we use podcasts in particular as a way for them to build direct relationships with the people they want to do business with and with the, the people who can refer them. Mm, I love that. And I think that for anyone that podcasts um, would understand that the gold in having a podcast is those conversations that happen after the interview. And, you know, when I have people say, oh, should I run, you know, should I host a podcast or start a podcast after we go through the, you know, what do you really want to do it for? And, you know, do you have this time aside? I always say definitely, because the biggest thing that I've got from podcasting is the relationships that I've built and or started with people and these conversations that happen afterwards so I can really understand what you're saying there so tell us how did you how did you get to where you're doing what you're doing now oh it's a long and winding road and it's getting longer all the time <laughs> I, um, I I started um, actually not in marketing but in engineering and in a tiny little discipline in engineering called geomatics, which I would imagine nobody who's listening to this ever heard of. But uh, that was my degree and I uh, went to work for a company that did that work. And uh, I'd been there about four years and I got asked to take over and, and be the CEO of that firm by the founder. And it was just a huge opportunity. I was thoroughly unprepared for it at the time. And, uh, you know, and here I was a 28 year old kid fresh out of college, basically, um, you know, trying to run and grow a business. And so I had to all of a sudden learn how to market and I had to learn how to sell. And this is, you know, back in the very early days of the internet. So um, I read lots of books and went to lots of uh, seminars and, and really kind of taught myself how to sell a service that most people don't wake up in the morning wanting to buy. Mm. And, uh, and so, you know, about 10 years ago, I decided that that was really the thing that, I enjoy doing more than the technical work that we did, and uh, and I started our current firm, and we've been working with uh, with expertise based businesses ever since then because it's just a different sales process. It's not like we're out there selling you know donuts or hammers. It's uh, it's very different when the thing that you sell you're selling to people that aren't qualified most of the time to determine what kind of solution they need because they're not an expert like you are. So mm -hmm. they need you to not only, you know, come in and, and, you know, present some solution to them, but they need you to explain to them what their situation is, diagnose it. And, and, and so it's just a very different sales process. And so that's really who we want to be a hero to are people who have, have that situation to deal with. Mm. And I think that so many people are listening right now and are already nodding their head and saying, that's totally me. So what are you, for, for those people that are listening that are experts that are totally resonating with this, how do they move into that? You know, you were talking about marketing and selling. How do they even start that process? Because it's, it's not just one thing, right? It's a whole, it's a whole process. So what's the first step? Well, it, I think the first thing to think about is who you really are in business to serve. And I've seen lots of business owners get really excited about, the latest marketing tactic or the fad or the thing they watched a webinar and I, you know, I put on webinars too, and I know you put on webinars, mm -hmm. you know, but what I try not to do is get folks distracted by the tactic. You know, so I said earlier, we, you know, we produce podcasts. Well, it's not because I'm in love with podcasting. Um, just turns out that it's the right tool for the job. And so we start with what's the job we're trying to, to solve and who, you know, for our clients, who are they really trying to, uh, to serve? And we call that your ideal client. Mm -hmm. And we begin with getting really clear on who that is, what are the problems that they have, 
And more importantly, what are the consequences of those problems? Um, because people don't necessarily pay to solve problems. They only pay when the consequence gets so painful uh, or if it's a positive consequence, like they're going to, you know, get some great new thing that, that not having it becomes so painful for them that, uh, that they now have to part with their money. And so you need to get kind of down to that level. Um, when you begin to understand what those problems are, what the consequences of the problems are, uh, now you know how to communicate with the people that you want to do business with. Um, and so we start there. And, um, and by getting really clear, it also makes it much, much easier to figure out how to go forward with marketing, you know? And one of the things that, um, Sam, I don't know if you run into this or not, but um, I get resistance all the time from business owners who, when you give them the idea of kind of choosing one type of, of client to focus on, they all of a sudden get scared. They think you're talking about making them, you know, turn paying customers away, paying clients away. Um, do you ever run into that? Do you get people who are worried about? Well, let me just say right now, you are good because as you were talking, I'm writing it down and that was my next question. Do you find the same thing? Because, you know, as experts in, in reality, most of us could help everyone in some way or another, but just because we can help everyone doesn't mean that we should. And I was going to ask, how do you help people? decide on that one person because I don't think it's that they can't make that decision it's like they're too scared to make that decision because they think that they're going to be saying no to all of these people where you and I in fact know that isn't the case that's that's exactly right and I always have to explain to them this doesn't mean that if somebody comes up to you with a check written out and it's got your name on it and they want you to do something and you're willing to do it that you should turn them away that's a business decision and you can decide, no, I'm not going to serve that that type of client anymore. If you want, most of my clients decide, no, we're going to still do that. But for your marketing purposes, you've got to pick one ideal client and focus on it because the the thing that, frankly, most thought leaders and, and most businesses just in general suffer from is obscurity, mm -hmm. that you're the best kept secret in your market you're probably doing phenomenal work, creating great results for your clients, and nobody knows about it. And that's mm -hmm. a tragedy. It's a tragedy for you. It's a tragedy for the people that you're not going to get the help and that aren't going to get your help. And, and so the answer to that is to get a message that's really clear for one type of person first. Most of us go out there with a message that is so bland, and we've kind of boiled it down to the lowest common denominator that nobody can understand who it's for. Mm -hmm. And if you're really going to break through in the mind of a potential client, you have to put a message in front of them where they go, oh, that's for me. I get it. And, um, and the way that you do that is you do it one type of ideal client at a time. Does that mean that you're going to have a thousand types of ideal clients? Probably not. Most businesses can't deal with that many. Mm -hmm. One or two or three is enough. And, um, and that doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to turn anyone else away, but for marketing purposes, for your business development purposes, it's going to give you focus mm. and that's the key. Yeah. I love the way that you broke that down in regards to the difference between a business decision and a marketing decision. I think that's so clear to help us realize that we're marketing to one person, but that doesn't mean we're doing business with one person. And I think that's a really important um, point to take note of. So we're marketing at one ideal client, but that doesn't mean that our business only has one 
ideal client that that we are helping lots of people and I know that I was speaking with someone the other day and um, you know he was saying oh I'm just marketing all these people you know it was a conversation like this and and you mentioned the tragedy and I said the same thing to him I said all of those people that need your help are not hearing your message so in actual fact you're not serving your potential clients and it was like this light bulb went off his face completely changed and he went oh my goodness I'm not serving my clients that's that's not the way it's meant to be and I think that to understand that by you not getting that marketing uh, really focused that you're not serving the people that need to work with you absolutely and I, you know I think we all need to get a grip around the number of clients we actually need and I think a lot of business owners answer that question by saying, well, as many as I can get. Mm-hmm. But as many as I can get is not a number. You, yeah. you need to understand what the number is. And, and what I have found after working with a lot of businesses and a, a lot of industries over the last 10 years is that for probably 90%, maybe 95% of businesses, that's a pretty small number every year because most of them are selling a pretty high ticket item. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, I was talking with a uh, on a sales call with a potential client today, and I said, "Well, how many clients are you looking to get?" It's like, you know, I got five now. If I get twenty clients, that's full for me. I can't handle any more than that. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's a very different problem to have to solve than if you're sitting there going, "Well, I need ten thousand clients this year just to be on par." Mm. And there are companies, there are big companies who fit into that mold, but very, very few in the grand scheme of things. And so, you know, as you're listening to this, I think you need to think about, well, what's your number? Mm. Because when you say, okay, well, even if it's 30 or 40 or 100, now you can say, oh, well, I can narrow my market down in a way that will certainly deliver for me 100 or 20 or, you know, 25 clients over the next year. And by doing that, you're going to make your life a whole lot easier. Um, the, the interesting thing I found whenever we go through this exercise with clients is it's, it's almost like they were wearing blinders and you, you took the blinders off mm-hmm. when you showed them that ideal client definition at the end that they, they really came out of their head, but you just helped them see. Now they go, Oh, you know, there's an event coming up that would be perfect where all these people are together. Or there's this group over here that uh, maybe I could do a webinar for. And all of a sudden, the opportunities to get in front of that group become apparent, and they didn't see them before that. So that focus really helps you. The, uh, you've just made that so clear because I think that um, actually I know that you're absolutely right that people are just like, I need more clients. If they can you know, whittle it down to I only need 20, 25, some of my clients actually only need five or six when you know that that's all you need, all of a sudden that takes away the overwhelm and it's just like, oh, I'll just go and find those six people. It's so much easier. So I think that's extremely sage advice to know your number, do the numbers, figure out how many clients it is that you need. And then you just put your ideal clients glasses on and you go find them. That's it. That's it. And, and knowing that number, I think is really important as you begin to try and figure out okay, what marketing tactic am I going to use? Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of people who don't really need that many clients go out and use mass marketing, particularly on the internet, um, you know, where they're maybe they're posting 
to social media all day long or, you know, trying to, to do what I call thin marketing where they're not really engaging human to human and creating a deep relationship. Um, and they're using those tools that bigger companies use that often have teams of people to drive, you know, content into those tools. But those bigger companies are trying to make a different kind of sale. They're generally trying to make a lower value sale that requires less trust. For most of us that are in client businesses, we're trying to make a very complex sale that has high value and generally generally requires a lot of high trust because of the high value. Mm. And we need to make deeper connections and deeper relationships human to human. Um, and so there are ways to do that. And the internet's a great vehicle for doing that. But you got to pick your spots. And that's one of the reasons that we use podcasting so much. Mm, love it. Thin marketing. I haven't heard that before. And I think that's uh, more relevant in the time that we're at in the world right now than ever before. I've always been the person that, and all my clients know, I'm all about building relationships and nurturing networks. I think that right now, this is the greatest opportunity that we have available to us is to really get um, you know, close build trust with our market, build our audience because we're all sitting online at the moment. None of us can get out to events where we can't go to networking meetings and, and this thin marketing, I think for a little while, this is almost, people are almost going to be blind to this and I could be wrong. I often am, <laughs> but I don't think that the normal marketing methods are going to work for the next short while. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of truth to that. And I think you're going to see a lot of people really crave human connection mm-hmm. here in the, the next maybe three, six, 12 months mm-hmm. um, because we're, we're having to operate more remotely and more virtually here, at least for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're going to see a shift to that kind of work just generally. There are a lot of good reasons for that, um, you know, from a cost perspective, uh, for a lot of businesses. And so I think you're going to see them make the move, figure it out and then stick with it. And so that's going to make us all sort of separate more and, and have less data, day-to-day interaction. And I think you're going to, you're going to see lots of opportunities like the conversation we're having right now. Mm-hmm. You're in Australia. I'm in the U S in Florida. Um, it's, what is it? 7.30 a.m. your time, 5.30 p.m. my time. Uh-huh. And you're tomorrow, you're Wednesday, I'm Tuesday. <laughs> what, you know, I was talking about the, the time, you know, early in my career when, you know, I took over the first company. Uh, I could not have fathomed what we're doing right now, talking to each other face to face, you know, collaborating together. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this will be just the first of many collab, it's actually the second because it is. Uh, you 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 were interviewed for my podcast uh, not too long ago, and we have this ability now to connect with people all over the world and to create relationship and to collaborate with them. Whether that's collaborate in a um, you know a, a provider and client relationship or in a referral collaboration, you know, where you've been on our podcast. So we're going to share you with every person in our database, Mm -hmm. you know, and now that I'm here, you're going to share me with everyone Mm -hmm. in your database. That's a fantastic referral that I, I, you know, 20 years ago, I couldn't have fathomed being possible. Uh, And so while there are some, some challenges and some changes to the way that we're going to do things, I also think this is a, a time of such great opportunity. And I'm very, very optimistic because we have 
all of this amazing technology. I couldn't agree more. And I think that for the next little bit, it's, you know, we're in these times that are, that are quite shaky. We've never been in these times before. You know, I have bought, and we chatted about this earlier too. I have taken two business, uh, multiple businesses through two recessions. I know that you have as well. And this is like nothing I've ever seen. It's, it's completely unique. So none of us know what's going to happen. However, what I do know is that human connection is the way forward. And even though we're doing this virtually, we're still able to have this chat. We're still able to get to know each other. You know, you and I are in an online mastermind where there's people not just from Australia and the US, but people all over the world. And that we do have so much opportunity right now. And that I think you're crazy if you don't tap into it. I'll just say it straight as it is. I think you're crazy if you don't tap in to the opportunities that are available right now. Well, and I, the thing that I have always discovered in, in uncertain times, when we're going through these changes, they're just change. Mm-hmm. And all that it is, it, it just means that where the opportunity has been for some number of years, it's not that the opportunity is completely gone. It's just moved and it looks different. And it takes us a little while to go and, and uncover it and discover it. And so really, I think the way to approach this is to be on the lookout for where are the opportunities for me to do things differently and come and add more value. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking a lot about relationships. I, I'm a firm believer that, that all business results come from your relationships. You know, I've, having built two businesses, I will tell you, I've never been in a time in either business where money just magically fell from the sky. It all came from connections and relationships that I had. Maybe they were connections that brought capability and not clients, but, um, but they all came from those relationships. And, um, and that's the thing I think to lean into in times of rapid change mm-hmm. um, because human nature doesn't change. Mm. It's been pretty constant for a long, long time. We know how to interact with one another. You know, we know how to, how to have a conversation with someone and figure out what are they thinking and what are their interests and what direction are they going in and then figure out how, well, how do we add value to that? Cause that's ultimately how we create business opportunity anyway, mm-hmm. is we figure out where somebody else is going and, and help them along that way and add value as we do it. So the more you can be in these sorts of conversations with people who fit that ideal client profile. And that's where that I think is so important because that gives you kind of the, the, the beacon from the lighthouse. So you know what direction you should be going in. It's not that you're just going to talk to anyone and everyone, but you're going to be very focused and talking to the people where you can come in and add value and make a difference for them. Mm, totally. Can I just say before we move forward, I'm so glad that you said that you hadn't found the the money falling from the trees. Although there is a little bit of me that's disappointed because I thought you were going to tell me what I was doing wrong. <laughs> it's not for lack of I, 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 like, I'm, I'm like most everybody else. I've looked in the trees. It's just not there. Uh, however, what you're talking about is low hanging fruit. So it, you know, it might be. So if we know that we only need uh, maybe 20, 50, a hundred clients and there's, we know who this ideal client is, where can we go to find this client? I know what you're talking about, um, you know, podcasting, but ha- what's the gap between knowing who that ideal client is and having them on your podcast? 
Well, so the podcast is just a good excuse to, to invite them to something. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, and so what we do with our clients is we take them through a process we call the, the target 100. And, and um, we, we give them a, a blank sheet of paper and say, start making a list. I mean, it, to, to put it simply, but once they know who their ideal client is, generally they already have in their network people that fit that ideal client profile mm-hmm. that they're aware of. Maybe they're people who have had some interest in working with them before, but they didn't become clients and maybe they lost touch because they didn't have good follow-up or whatever, you know, so we have them go back through, you know, their contact list and their database and all the business cards that are stuck at the bottom of their briefcase from the last <laughs> conference or in their desk drawer, you know, and, and just look for the people that will fit either that ideal client profile or people who are also selling to that group of people who have that audience and who would be a good connection where you could collaborate potentially with them um, on a referral basis. Mm. And once you've identified those people, and I'll just so nobody stresses out about this, our clients will usually get to somewhere between 15 and 20 names and and they'll never get to 100. I haven't had anybody yet get to 100. So don't stress about it. If that's as far as you get, you're okay. Uh, The point is to always be thinking and always be looking and adding to that list. It's a working list because what's going to happen is some of those people are going to become clients. And so they'll come off your list. Some of those people are, you're going to find out are are not qualified for whatever reason, either Mm -hmm. they're not interested. You don't like them. They're, you know, they don't have any money, whatever the reason they're not qualified and they'll come off and somebody else will go on. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of an ongoing list and you begin inviting them to your podcast because if, if you're going after other entrepreneurial businesses, and this is where this works best, then that business owner already wakes up every morning thinking, how am I going to promote my business? Mm-hmm. That, that his interest is in promoting my, you know, pro- promoting his or her own business. All you're looking to do is come up alongside that and align with that interest that that business owner has and give them an opportunity to fulfill that desire they already woke up with, which was to promote their business and being on your podcast would be the perfect solution for that for them. Mm-hmm. And it's a great way for you to start the relationship. So now you're going to be a hero to them. You're going to deliver value to them right out of the gate. And you're also going to bypass all the gatekeepers, all the noise, because you're showing up and saying, um, would you be interested in promoting your business to everybody that I know today? Can I help you do that? Mm. You just cut through all the noise. It's the law of reciprocity, just so eloquently done. And what I'm hearing, and because I, I do know you as well, it's not done from, from the filter, I guess, or the lens of I'm trying to get business. It's also done in a very pure way in that you really do want to promote this person. And it is about opening a network. It's not straight out just, ah, my eye is on that person. I want to work with them. And I think that, you know, I wanted to touch on that because when you're coming from that place of wanting to add value, then that opens a much easier conversation. Yeah, very much so. And um, one of the things that I talk about a lot, it's something I learned from one of our clients and and uh, a guy who's a, a really close friend of mine uh, and who has been very, very successful in sales. And, you know, he said, you, you always have to come from this place of purity of intent. And so that, that phrase, purity of intent, is kind of our mantra. You're, you're not connecting with someone just because you want to do business with them. 
And at the same time, you're not going to be foolish about it. You're going to be strategic. You're not going to just connect with anyone because they seem like a nice person. There's a time and a place to do that. That's called making yeah. friends. Yeah. But this is for business purposes. So you're going to be strategic about who you're going to connect with and you're going to put yourself in, you know, hopefully the right relationships, but you can't approach it as if it's a one for one where one particular relationship has to pay off for this to work for you. The totality of the relationships that you build will pay off if you approach it this way, but you don't know which ones, you know, from the outset are likely to do business with you or likely mm -hmm. to refer you. You just, there's no way of knowing. So all you do is you put yourself in the best possible position. You give yourself a way to give them immediate value without it killing you. Um, and that's one of the things I love about podcasts um, is that you can give somebody immediate value and all it does is require about an hour of your time and a little bit of, of investment to get it produced. Mm. Um, you also get benefit from that because you get not only the connection, but you get this great content byproduct coming out of it, which you can use to then send to everybody that's in your database and nurture those relationships, you know, by bringing them someone else's expertise that's valuable to them. So you're getting something out of it as well, but you're giving that person a, a unique opportunity. When you approach it like that, it's easy. You know, you make lots of friends, you'll end up with an amazing network very, very quickly. And, you know, we used to do that by going around to networking events. And now all of a sudden, those aren't happening anymore. Um, I don't know by the time somebody listens to this in the future, if we'll go, have gone back to those, and we may very well have. But, you know, what I found with, with networking events when I went to them, was that often the people that I needed to connect with, the decision makers, they weren't there. They were sending people. They were sending their salespeople or others on their team to those networking events. And so they weren't very productive anyway. Mm. So this lets you get right to the person you need to get to who can make a decision about hiring you or referring you and build a relationship with them first and then figure out where you can add value that will lead to doing business. Totally. And that doing business doesn't necessarily mean that one-to-one -one conversation like you mentioned before. You know, it can't, you never know where that could go. It could be a referral. It could be, you know, uh, an end to someone else's network that doing business is, there's just, there is no sort of one way to do it. And I think, you know, when you come up with that, what did you say? The, uh, Something about the intention. I forgot to write Purity it down. of intent. The purity, purity of, of intent. intent. That when you're coming from that place, then you're open to hearing however you can add value to the person that you're speaking with. Yeah, and it's very, very easy. You know, so at the end of the podcast interviews that, that we do and what we teach our clients to do is, is really just simply spend a few minutes after the recording is done and ask that person, you know, where, where are your goals? What are your business goals? What's important over the next two or three years, you know, to you both personally and professionally, and just listen. Mm. Because if they'll articulate their goals, and they will, because they've just had a great interview, they've, they've had the opportunity to talk about themselves, and all the work they're doing for maybe 30 or 45 minutes. And so that usually gets people kind of jazzed up and excited. <laughs> they will, they'll love to open up to you and, and share those things with you. Um, and when they do, they're telling you, okay, here's where I'm going. And if you listen, you know, and, and take notes and then go away and think about that a little bit, you're going to find a way to plug in and add value. And you might add value by connecting them with people that can help them. You might add value by, um, you know, referring business to them, but you also might add value by coming back and saying, you know, um, I thought about these goals that you had and th that you told me about, I think we could help you get there. Would you be open to having that conversation? And if, 
you know, if that's a true statement and you can help them get there, why wouldn't you go back and, and offer that and find out if they want to have the conversation? And most of the time they're going to be open, open to mm. it. Well, it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the call in that if someone's got a, a, a challenge or something's holding them back or stopping them and you've got the answer by you not helping them, it's a tragedy. It is. Steve, for people that have been listening to this interview that want to stay connected with you or to learn more about what you do, how do they find you? Well, um, they can find us at unstoppableceo.net. And I have a, a new book out, at least as we're recording this. Would it be okay if we gave everybody a copy? Look, I think that is the most wonderful thing that you could do right now. <laughs> okay. So if you go to um, unstoppableceo.net slash lab, We'll have a, a page there where you can download um, a copy of my new book called Podcast Prospecting. And we actually kind of lay out all of the different steps uh, that we, you know, we would, you know, take, we take our clients through and our, our whole strategy. We do the same thing ourselves. Um, and so it'll kind of lay it all out for you. And, and uh, hopefully that'll help folks who are listening. Steve, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing all of your wisdom, all of your knowledge with our listeners to help them to build a business which is a lot more profitable. Thanks so much. Thank you. Ciao, ciao.